Coming up. Listen to me. Yes, Whatever God has for you to do, he's going to give you the time. He's going to give you the circumstance to get it done. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to do it because that's up to you. You have to decide you're going to do it. And know that God will protect you, give you the resource, set the scene for you to get it done. That's right. You just got to be about it. You got to be about that pleasing God life. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here is the third message in the series, The Word is the Greatest, Part 2. If you've been tracking with us, you know that we are on a series entitled Propositions from the Devil. Propositions from the Devil. And I want you to know that if the devil's making you a proposition, it ain't for your good. Mm -hmm. Just You just got to know that. It's a trap. Okay, right. you got to know, even if it looks good, you just got to, uh, I don't know. You got to check where it's coming from, right? And, off, and what he's saying is often looks good, good. right? Yeah, yeah. He's been watching you long enough to know what you like. Yeah, yeah, yes. you can you can put put a flower in poison all you want. You can, yeah. you know, make it smell good, make it look good. You can yeah. dress it up and all of that is still poison. That's right. And it ain't good for you. So mm -hmm. the devil making you proposition, you just got to know. Mm -hmm. And so we've been in this series and we'll be here for them for a minute yeah. um, on propositions from the devil. Um, our uh, subtopic for the day is the word is the greatest part two mm -hmm. part two. So I want to set this up again because we did part one. Yes. Uh, last week. And I just want to reiterate some of the foundation here, um, some of which I covered last week. But I want to um, say it to you again, um, some of it, and just to get us set up as we move in to part two here. And so as we talked last week, it was October 1st of 1975. Um, uh, one of the most entertaining. Now, um, because we're doing this and I bring this up, my son was born on October 1st, so this uh, date will probably stick in my mind now because it's my son's birthday. And so I, so in 1975, um, on the day that my son would future in the future would be born, this there was this this fight. It was one of the most entertaining fights and brutal fights in professional boxing history, um, and it was Muhammad Ali who was the heavyweight champion of the world and whose nickname was the greatest. He squared off against smoking Joe Frazier mm -hmm. with the heavyweight championship belt on the line. Yeah. This was the third time these two fought each other. Um, Joe won the first one, Muhammad won the second. Mm -hmm. The fight took place in, in Manila, which is the capital city of the Philippines. And hence 
because of the greatness of this fight, it became known as the Thriller in Manila. And so um, last week we talked about a fight between Jesus Christ and the devil himself, which I call the Thriller in the Wilder. <laughs> and wilder is short for wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so in the message, we discussed a couple of truths about the fight, uh, which were the Holy Spirit promoted the fight mm -hmm. because he had he led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted. And second, that Jesus fought on an empty stomach because he had fasted for 40 days. Now I want to give you some more truths about the thriller and the wilder. That's the feeling, right? So write this down. Some more truths mm -hmm. about the thriller and the wilder. Mm -hmm. Some more. And I want to do this because I want to set the stage and really draw you in to this incident so that you can relate it to your life and understand it and understand just how important and significant this fight was. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I want to add to the other truths that we already discussed is the devil came into the fight undefeated against humankind. Hmm. Now getting a picture here, the devil came in undefeated hmm. against humankind. <laughs> he had whooped all humans. <laughs> so he, he had, he had a, uh, a, a, a championship uh, catalog of taking out folk, you know, and the list is long. List was very long, right? And so he came in here. Look what it says here in Psalm 53, 2 and 3. And this is a Psalm of David. Mm -hmm. God looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are, if there are any who understand any who seek God, everyone has turned away. Mm. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. No, not one. No, not one. So the devil had influenced everyone to, be, to become corrupt. And that means he successfully influenced every single human being to sin. And all it takes is one. Right. <laughs> it just takes one sin. Now you're corrupted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are corrupted. You are defeated. You are dying. And so that's what he did. That's just all he got to get you to do is do one sin. Notice, you know, we talked about this in the garden and we'll speak a little bit about it yes. more later today. Mm -hmm. Is that soon as that, that one sin, they ate of that tree, God said, don't eat of, mm -hmm. and right away, boom. Because mm -hmm. God told him as soon as he says, when you eat of it, you shall die. So it started right there, and the devil's like, got him. Got him. Got him. He mm -hmm. caught, he caught, he caught Adam and Eve right on the chin. Mm -hmm. Bow, knockout punch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it was done. So the devil has, has defeated every human being. Mm -hmm. uh, look what it says here in 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam, all die. Mm -hmm. As in Adam, all die. Okay. That means just like Adam, the rest of us die. Mm -hmm. 
because yeah. the rest of us have sinned. Mm -hmm. And we are the offspring of Adam. We sin, we sin just like our father, father, our great, 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 great father sin. When we sin just like him. We all died in Adam. The devil, they get this, the devil has been undefeated since Adam. That's a long time of rule and being on top, y'all. That's a long time. Not only is it a lot of people, that's a long time since Adam. Yeah. Yeah. The devil's been undefeated. Mm -hmm. So this was this was a, a big fight when he was uh, going to fight Christ here. And we're going to elaborate on this a little bit more and hopefully it become clearer to you. Mm -hmm. And so and so it made me think and for us to relate to this a little bit, you ever faced have you ever faced an opponent in your life who by all accounts was undefeated? Because they had the power, the prestige, or that nobody has had ever whooped them <laughs> in whatever it was. And everybody said, oh, he's the best. He's the best. Mm -hmm. He the king of the school, queen of the school, the, you know, whatever it was, you know, whatever you contributed. He's the boss, the CEO, you know, the top manager. You know, nobody challenges him because everybody knows you're going to lose. Yeah. He got all the power. He got all the prestige, got all the money, whatever it is, you knew. You know he's at the top, right? You ever you ever um, faced that in your life before? And I would venture to say we all have dealt with this in some in some reign, mm -hmm. in some way, some way or another. Yeah. This that somebody was on the top, and he had he or she had just whooped everybody mm -hmm. again because of their power, their position, their family. They came from something. They just was the best. They were just nobody even challenged them. It's like, okay, you know, ooh, you don't want to mess with him. You better nope, don't do that. Right. It reminds me of an experience I had when I was 19 years old mm -hmm. at a place I worked when I was 19. <laughs> and the boss, the boss was kind of mean. He was mean. He didn't play. You know, and everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. He didn't play and he didn't put up with no mess. Mm -hmm. He wanted you to do your job and do it well. And if you didn't, he would let you know in front of everybody, mm. okay, that you messed up. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah. You had a boss, something like that before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm 19 years old. I had some of my coworkers was old enough to be my mother or father. Yeah. And so they were shaking in their boots around him. They were nervous around him and didn't want to displease him. And, you know, because they knew he would let you have it in front of everybody. He did not play. Embarrass you. Huh? Embarrass you. Wow. Um, make you, you know, just, just, you know shame you. Shame you. Mm -hmm. um, all of that. And so I'm 19. I see it. I hear it. I hear my coworkers talking about it and I see it. Yeah. But one thing I did was I leaned into what I knew were my strengths. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to hear me. I leaned into my strengths. I'm 19, but I knew there were some things that I did well. So I leaned into my strengths. Yeah. In the context of church, I leaned into my gifts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I trusted that if I lean on my gifts and not on, not on abilities or talents I didn't have, but on the ones I had yeah. that had been proven. I had used them and before. It reminds me of, of David when he fought Goliath and they tried to give him all these other weapons mm -hmm. he had never used. And right. he, he put them on. He said, these don't feel right. They mm -hmm. just don't feel right. He took them off and he went and got his shepherd's bag yeah. and a few stones and his slingshot. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said, I'm going to do what I know. I'm going to use what I know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and he says, I, 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 these are things I've used before. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been successful. Mm -hmm. And so I leaned into my strengths. And so one of my, a few of my strengths was that I was a good listener. I was a good learner, you know, and I was good at math and um, I had leadership abilities and confidence, you know, and I can articulate and communicate well. And I leaned into my strengths. And so as he was teaching me what was expected of me, what my job was, I listened intently. I, I, I remembered it. I practiced it, studied it, and got sharp at it. And lo and behold, over time, as I was learning the job, I started doing things well, and he would praise me. He'd be like, oh. And he wouldn't necessarily say something positive, but it was on his face. He'd look at me like, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like he was pleased. Yeah. And, and over time, he started giving me more and more responsibilities because mm -hmm. he started trusting me. Yeah. And my coworkers started noticing this. They noticed that, yeah. They started noticing this difference mm -hmm. in how he treated me versus how he treated them. Yeah. But they didn't understand. I was just leaning into my strengths. Mm -hmm. That's all I was doing, you know? And, and, uh, and I wasn't trying to be someone I wasn't. Right. I was being myself, what strengths I had, and was using them, and listening, and being a learner. Yeah. And he was he wasn't treating me like he treated them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everybody noticed. Yeah. And he started to change. He started treating them better. <laughs> he he got milder with them, and they noticed that too. They even told me one day. Rob, Rob, ever since you got here, <laughs> yeah. he, he's not as mean as he used to be. Yeah, that's a, that, that, look, that's of course the fact that they say when you got Jesus in you and you're around other people, you being around other people blesses them. They don't even realize. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Amen. And, um, and they started noticing and talking about it. But yet and still, I'm still human. Right. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. And then one day I made a mistake mm -hmm. and uh, he let me have it. And it was, it was in front of somebody. I can't remember who, but yeah, he let me have it. And so you know, I didn't say nothing. I went back. I wanted to make sure I got my ducks in a row, mm -hmm. uh, make sure I can tell my story well. Typically in this situation, he lets you have it and that's it. He just move on. Yeah. But later in the day, he came and found me though. And he talked to me one-on-one -on -one and apologized hmm. for, um, for his, his attitude. This had never been done before, <laughs> according to my coworkers. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he had changed. Yeah. He had changed. Yeah. And I tell you this story 
because I hope that you can learn to lean into your strengths and your gifts. That's where the gold is. That's where your fruit is. That's where you can be productive for the kingdom. Amen. That's where you can impact the world around you and the people around you. That's right. And that's all I really did. I didn't do anything other than that. Yeah. And so, and it caused him to change. It affected my coworkers um, and all of that. And it just, it just made things better. And so I want to encourage you, though um, you can go up against uh, or have a, a big challenge in front of you, yeah. um, you can get through it, particularly as we're going to see with God on your side and then your God-given gifts working in your favor. Mm -hmm. And there's many biblical examples of how this happened. And um, Joseph, for instance, is a big one. He was locked in prison for something he didn't do, right. but he got favor everywhere he went because mm -hmm. he leaned into his calling. He leaned mm -hmm. into his gifts and he found favor. Mm -hmm. And the same can be true for all of us. Amen. If, Amen. if we do that. Amen. You, you, you talk about your story. And that was when he was 19. You said he was 19. Yeah. And those were your, your, uh, some characteristics, you know, that stood out and, and it, uh, you were good at those things Yeah. and it drew him to liking you. Right. Whatever. Well, those same characteristics are characteristics that I like. <laughs> Thank you, dear. What you trying to do? 19, we're 19. Girl, what you trying to do? That done done something to me, y'all, y'all. <laughs> wow. Y'all see that? Um, so y'all, y'all see this smile on my face? <laughs> Thank you, dear. I really I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Amen. Amen. And so, yes, yeah, so the, the devil was undefeated, but that didn't mean he couldn't be conquered, as we know. Mm -hmm. And then the second truth I want to give you about the thriller in the wilderness mm -hmm. today is the fight took place in an environment that was hostile toward Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where the fight was. It was in a hostile place yeah. toward Jesus, y'all. Look what it says here in Mark 1, 12 and 13. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. Y'all see this? <laughs> the fight is in the wilderness and the wild animals are there. Okay. Uh, this is, he's fighting the devil who's not human, right? He's, he's, he's an a, a fallen angel. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But Jesus is out there fighting him, and he is human. So, you know, all the wild animals see him, right? right? In fact, you know, he, he's food for the wild animals. <laughs> Y'all got that? Yeah, yeah. And hence, yeah. hence the angels needed to be there to attend or minister to him, mm -hmm. um, to serve him, because we Jesus was supposed to die on the cross, not at the hands of a lion. That's right. <laughs> <Y 'all, laughs> That's right. Y'all get right. this? Right. And, and God was going to make sure he made it to the cross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Not because, you know, a lion or a bear or something else got hungry. Right. Y'all get what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and guess what? The same is true for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. 
That's good. Whatever God has for you to do, mm -hmm. that's right. He's going to give you the time. He's going to give you the circumstance to get it done. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to do it because that's up to you. Amen. You have to decide you're going to do it. Amen. Sarah says, amen. Mm -hmm. And know that God will protect you, give you the resource, set the scene for you to get it done. That's right. You just got to be about it. You got to be about that pleasing God life. Mm -hmm. You got to be about that um, fulfilling my calling life. Yeah, yeah. And know that God is going to do his part so that you can get to there. Mm -hmm. You can make it. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus was in this environment, this hostile environment, fighting the, 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 the undefeated champion. Amen. The enemy. The enemy. Mm -hmm. And so the, those hostile environments that we face, if we are about fulfilling our calling, we're gonna we'll get through it. We'll get through it mm -hmm. with gotta, with, with God's God, help. Yeah, gotta put God first. Gotta put God first. Yes, amen. And so uh, Jesus was going. God was gonna make sure he made it to the cross, um, and it wasn't gonna be because you know some snake you know decided <laughs> you know I think I want to inject you with some poison. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, they say we you probably heard this said before, uh, what doesn't kill you just make you stronger. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So this was a hostile environment Jesus dealt with, but it made him stronger, yeah. made him stronger. This reminds me of another work story I want to share with you guys. Um, when I worked at the auto plant and then I applied for the uh, apprenticeship program the second time. And there's a story behind that, but I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> but uh, I applied for it the second time and I got in, I made it. And so the word had gotten around with some of my, uh, some of the folks I work with and then some of the, the journey people that was in my area that I was going to be going into the apprenticeship program. And one of the top journey people, um, and I say journey people, that means that they were, they had a trade and they were good at it. They were at a, at a, at a uh, professional level of it, considered to be an expert, you know, uh, of that field. And one of yeah. the best um, journey persons in the area came to me, um, congratulated me on getting into the program because they, they were doing what I was going to be doing. And, and he, he was doing what I was going to be doing. And I knew of his reputation that he was good at it. And so he wanted me to give him my study materials that I had that allowed me to make it into the program because he had a relative or a friend or somebody that he wanted to help get into it next time. Mm, okay. Now, at this time, you know, I didn't, I was going into an unknown area. I didn't know if I was going to need those materials or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, they weren't electronic, so it was, you know, yeah, paper materials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then 
I also didn't want to cheat and give the person an advantage to getting in. Um, and I just think it was a world I didn't know. So I told him, no, I wasn't going to give him to him. Mm-hmm. Now, understand this. He's respected and he knows the stuff that I need to learn. Yeah. He has the relationships and he knows the people that's going to help me learn it. And he was asking me for this. And I told him, no, he didn't like it. (laughs) In fact, and he let me know he didn't like it. (laughs) He told me, and I I, I kid you not, he told me, oh, he said, so you're going to be like that. (laughs) He says, well, you better look out. Because I'm going to be like a snake. And he he did this. He said, I'm going to be like a snake around you and I'm going like wow (laughs) right again he's good at what I'm trying to become Mm -hmm. and he has influence and power in it because he's respected at it and he says I'm gonna be like a snake when you come into my world I'm gonna be there like a snake he tells me and I'm, I'm gonna make it hard on you or something like that he told me and it it made me it made me fearful because I didn't know exactly what I was going to get into, but I didn't feel my convictions were strong. I didn't feel that uh, what he was asking me to do was the right thing to do, nor was it right for me. Mm-hmm. So I stood by my guns. And then this, when he did that, he just made me even more convicted that I knew it wasn't right. Because yeah. the way you're acting is, you know, right. no, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. But he told me, I'm going to be like a snake. Mm-hmm. And you better look out. It's a threat. So I was going into a hostile environment. Yeah. Trying to get my career together and support my family. Mm-hmm. But what don't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. And I made it through. And my, my job today, and that, that was back in 19, uh, when I got into the program, it was 1990. Um, I'm I'm sorry, it was 19, yeah, 1990 when I got into the program. And I'm still standing on on the completion of that program and my present job today. That's the foundation to what I do today, completing that program. So God brought me through and took me even further. And though I went into a hostile environment, and I can tell you other stories from that hostile environment too, y'all. Um, but God got me through. God got me through. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sins? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control. Transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. He humbled himself right. by being obedient. That's what he did. Guess what? You and me, we can humble ourselves. We can be obedient. In fact, that is the demonstration of your humility is obedience. But in order to be obedient to what God says, we got to read and study first, okay? And reading and study, submitting yourself to read and study God's word requires humility. Some of us are not humble enough to read God's word. Thank you for listening.